0: Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the Journey to Sagehood. no matter what happens, it is within my power to turn it to my favor. Epictetus. Hello, my fellow Stoics. Welcome to the collection of powerful quotes series, whereby each month I pick out quotes and reflect on their importance and how they can be applied to today. If you follow Stoic Sage on Instagram at the Stoic Sage, You will have most likely seen these posts, but more importantly, it's extremely important to not only see these kinds of posts on the internet and social media, but to reflect on why they are important to live by. As I've said in the past, and like many of the Stoics have also said time and time again, embody the philosophy that you preach. So, as per usual, we have five quotes to reflect on, and let's start with... Seneca, life without design is erratic. Uh, Lately, these days, I've been trying to create a routine. I mean, I I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but sticking to it, I think, is the most difficult part. And Seneca writes often, or wrote, I suppose, often that routine is extremely important. And routine is actually so important that... When it's even broken for a little bit, he stresses that it's extremely difficult for one to go back to what you've done. Basically, you're going to pay for it if you break your routine or break your discipline. And that's really what what has been hitting me uh, this past month. Um, and it, you know, you go off one day and then one day turns into two days and then, oh, crap, you know. <laughs> but and that's OK. That's part of the human experience. I mean, we're not all perfect. And just because you slipped up a little bit doesn't mean that you're not cut out for it, for example. Or it doesn't mean that in worst case or black and white thinking, right? It doesn't mean you're terrible, a terrible person or you're not capable of being great or you're not capable of this and that. I mean, we can't think in that way. There's a little bit of a gray area that we have to live our life in. It's indifference, you know? Um, don't live too harshly on the, on the extremes. Uh, when it comes to, ah, uh, this routine or this type of discipline that I've placed on myself, it's hard to maintain. Hell yeah, it's hard to maintain. I mean, like the quote says, life without design is erratic. This design is related to routines, this design is related to discipline. Because you have a general, you have to start with a general idea of what you want. What do you want your discipline to serve? What do you want your routine to end with? What's the goal? What's the design of it? And when you don't live life with a kind of routine or with a kind of uh, discipline that has a specific goal in mind, it is erratic. I often say that going with the flow is too too passive. I mean, there's moments where you can choose to go with the flow. You know, if I'm going to go out with a group of friends, I'm not going to set expectations of what I want that night to look like. I'm going to go with the flow here. See how my friends are feeling. And then, you know take it for what it is, and, you know, I'll uh, cross that bridge when I get to it, right? If, if we get into a slow conversation, or, oh no, we're stuck in small talk, like, whatever it may be, that's when you should, uh, you know, go with the flow kind of thing. You don't really have to have a design there. But living your entire life like that, and I think I remember... A couple of years, I felt like i looking back, I feel like I've lived that way. and obviously this was a number of years ago, but it feels when you look back on it, it does feel like, wow, that was an erratic time. I really was letting the waves kind of take me. <laughs> I wasn't being the sailor of my own ship. That's what it feels like when you look back on moments like that, or maybe you're experiencing that right now. And that's okay. It's okay to have a moment of reflection and think, "Oh my god, I've been letting my life kind of run me. I need to take the reins back." And it takes a kind of active mindset for you to implement discipline, implement um a design of to your life. And and it, it it's inv- it involves consistency. And yeah, We can all do it, though. It's about setting the kind of routine associated to the goal that you'd like. And a proper goal. Not something so vague. It kind of needs to be specific. But add a design to it. Otherwise, life will become very passive for you. And the thing is, you may even find yourself realizing, Oh my God. I've let life dictate for me so many things I don't even know what I think about specific things now you know and, and that this tep- this mindset typically hits you in your midlife crisis or, or or a quarter life crisis and that's again it's okay to have it a moment of reflection but what are you going to do with that reflection in those moments you can't think back to yourself oh I wish I did this I wish I did this And continuously mope about it. Who cares? That time is done. That time is dead. Now. What are you going to do now? You Focus on here. Focus on the present moment. Who cares? You shouldn't have done. You you should have been more active back then. Who cares? Are you going to do that now? (laughs) You can't think. It's like this whole um, working out kind of thing mindset that I often see. Ah, oh, well, I didn't work out starting Monday, and it's Wednesday. I'll start on Monday. I'm like, No, you start today. Today is a new day. The days themselves are social constructs, man. <laughs> today is a new day, and when you start thinking about it like that, it makes the design a little bit easier for you to create for yourself. But my point being is that I've even encountered this and yes, life without design is erratic. Let's get back on the horse. Let's get back to it, guys. <laughs> so this next quote is, Is it the fault of wine if the fool drinks it and goes stumbling into the darkness? And this is by Avicenna. Um, this one is super interesting to me when I, when I reflected on this one. Because... I feel like I mean I, I have noticed that a lot of some people, right? It's moments that people that that I speak with or or even online you kind of see this often too, but or even in yourself, um, you blame even the things that involved your direct choices. People forget that your choices also have consequences. And just because you don't like the consequence of your choice, that doesn't mean that you get to blame it on somebody else. Like if you do something, if you choose to do something that's disrespectful to somebody and then they respond in a very ill-mannered way to the point, let's say it gets physical. You can't sit back and say, well, they didn't have to hit me. <laughs> it's like, or, oh, well, they didn't react. They, they shouldn't have reacted that way. They overreacted. D- dude, you're the one, you know, making the choice to also cause that. <laughs> and that's what I think this quote is really about. I mean, is it really the wine if the if the fool is drinking it and then goes and does something stupid? Like, no, you still made the choice to drink the wine. You still made the choice to make those decisions that led you to stumbling into the darkness. If you are... Struggling with finances, for example, you're the one continuously spending. It's no fault of, you know, um, you're not getting paid enough. And like, yes, those are genuine concerns too. But if you're letting lifestyle creep also affect you, it's not the fault of the wine. It's not the fault of the system. You know, not not a hundred percent. Like, you are also spending the money. You are also not budgeting you have to take accountability for the things that you do that cause you going stumbling into the darkness, you know? And I, I feel like that's really what this quote says to me. We forget sometimes that we are the catalyst for many things happening to us. And yes, we can remain as indifferent as we possibly can, but we also have to to maintain preferred indifferences not dispreferred indifferences if you have if, if you can maintain in your mind the thoughts of your actions and think a preferred indifference would be this if i did this right that's kind of how you have to think of your actions cuz your actions again everything has a consequence now now which consequence are you actively being a part of Are you actually having any forethought into what you're saying, doing, saying and doing with people, with yourself, with uh, neighbors, loved ones, anything? Are you aware of them enough? And you can't blame, you know, your current money situation, you can't blame... At least not all the time, right? That's what I'm saying. You can't blame these things every single time as though those specific things are the problem if you are the one also doing and making choices that are adversely affecting you too. Again, is it the fault of the wine if the fool drinks it? I mean, we kind of have to sometimes reflect and 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 this is what it means to be present in moments of life when you're present in moments in life you are also thinking about how you may come across to somebody and if you don't realize you're coming across to somebody, and somebody tells you it's not you you shouldn't be angry like oh well that's not how i was trying to be that's not how i was trying to come off that's not what i meant to say well you said it anyway that you made a choice to say that whether or not you thought about the consequences, it doesn't absolve you of, of, of those consequences just because you didn't think about it. That's the main thing. So that's what I mean by, you know, you have to be present. Are you actually thinking before you're speaking? Thinking before you're doing? That's what I think this quote really said to me when, over the course of this month, right? <laughs> okay. So, the, what is this, third quote. It is impossible to remove one inconvenience without another emerging. this is by Niccolo Machiavelli. There it goes. Oh, I'm glad I got that. (laughs) Life will always have inconveniences. And what do Stoics call them? Indifferences. Well, obviously, we have preferred indifferences and dispreferred indifferences. And life isn't about removing worries. Life isn't about removing issues or, you know, trying to seek and find and be in a constant place of pleasure and happiness. That's not the meaning of life. And to see every single inconvenience as something at, that is stopping you from being happy then I'll tell you what you're you're going to be you're going to have a long long journey of unhappiness because you can't remove inconveniences without another emerging life is going to slap you in the moments that things are nice and peaceful it's going to slap you that's just how life is it's unpredictable we have to think about it that way And the thing is, how you move through all of these inconveniences, though, is being at peace, finding peace, rewiring your mind to enjoy peace, not just enjoy happiness, not just enjoy the dopamine, because dopamine in the brain is insatiable. There is no upper limit to how much dopamine you can have and maintain when dopamine falls you become neurologically unhappy. You want dopamine. and But no amount of dopamine will ever keep you and make you happy. That's why addiction is so powerful. That's why we have problems with addiction with alcohol and drugs and partying and and toxic situations. <laughs> it's because of dopamine. This chase for it. But we should be... As Stoics, we understand that life will always have inconveniences. And when you remove one, another is going to come. When we think that life is uh, perfect, we can't, we can't entirely predict the future, right? So we should be at peace in our own minds, at peace with our present moment. That is happiness, that should be the new happiness for Stoics, right? Not the dopamine hits. <laughs> because inconveniences cause drops in your dopamine and increases in your cortisol. And if all you ever encounter are inconveniences in your mind, then you're never really going to seek bliss, tranquility, happiness, peacefulness, and I'll tell you what, if all you ever see is inconveniences, you are also training your mind to only see inconveniences. And eventually it will become normal. That's what your brain actually ends up wanting. It becomes addicted to it. So when you do find peace and you find happiness, your brain will actually feel like it won't hit you the same. It won't feel rewarding because your brain is addicted to the cortisol. Your brain is addicted to the inconveniences. So you end up creating your own issues. I mean, that's where the term self-sabotaging comes from. I mean, I have stated this in my other uh, episodes, which is uh, creatures of habit. We as a society have been, I mean, conditioned to think that dopamine is our main source of happiness and being happy is the goal of life, but that's not the goal of life because happiness and dopamine are insatiable. Nothing will ever make you feel satiated. I mean, it's literally in economics too. The law of diminishing return. Your first Snickers bar is going to be absolutely amazing. The second one, a little bit too. The third one, okay, it's not as good as the first, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. Now I'm beginning to get sick. I mean, that's how life is when you are just when when you are just stuck on the idea of dopamine being your happiness. Certain things just won't hit the same anymore. Right? I mean, that's what I think. That that's the depth of this quote. And that's why I like it so much. <laughs> okay. On to the next one. All men make mistakes, but but a good man yields when he knows his course is wrong and repairs the evil. The only crime is pride. And this is by Sophocles. See, I really like this one a lot too because, I mean, it, it, obviously all men um, back then, um, I think it was bef- obviously before 1850 because this is when it became a a um, a gendered term. Men, back then, was a very gen- gender-neutral term. So, just wanted to put that out there. Like, man, mankind. It, it originated linguistically as a, a gender-neutral term. But I just want to preface that because I'm, I also want to say, when the quote says, all men, I think just all humans, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. But a good person yields when he knows his Course is wrong and repairs the evil. The only crime is pride. I really like this a lot because, yeah, the crime itself is pride, not willing to be wrong. When you have too big of a pride, too big of an ego, and let's say you are wrong, and your pride won't let you say, Yeah, I fucked up. What ends up happening then? I mean, You probably are going to continue doing the bad thing or you're going to continue doing um, being a a bad person. (laughs) So we need to be very introspective to ourselves to figure out what am I actually doing wrong? And, you know, in on the day of uh, on the days of Twitter, right? Everybody's always arguing, yada, yada, yada," and some people will go to the grave with what they, with, with, with their statements. But you know what? It is a liberating feeling because I do this very often. You know, I'll, I'll get into debates with people and I find myself being wrong. Maybe my data is off, or maybe I made too grave of an, of an assumption. Um, if you end up finding my comments on the Internet, <laughs> you'll notice that there's moments where I'm like, "You know what? I just learned something new today. Thank you." or like oh yeah i over assumed there oh yeah that's actually right i just googled it i was wrong like it in my opinion it also brings hope to the to the world i mean remember remember uh, the the meme where like oh my 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 sense of hope for humanity has increased when when you see a video of somebody giving back or something like that, right? I mean, that's kind of what we have to be. As Stoics, when we are wrong, when we are the individual that's wrong, we have to sit back and be okay with being wrong, knowing that because I have accepted that I am wrong, I have also accepted that I have a possibility for growth. But when you put that out there, especially when you're talking with people, and conversing ideas, and all of this stuff, and you find yourself wrong. You put faith back into humanity. Because we all want to be right, but how many are willing to be wrong? And when our children see people with with the pride of of a lion, and, and their ego so inflated, how much hope are you giving children with the idea of Living with humanity. I mean, sometimes can, we, we are the cause of many of societal feelings. But again, the whole meme that I just mentioned. My, oh, my faith in humanity is restored. But it's done at the individual level. And I think that that act of being wrong and when you are wrong is an act of humility. And it's an opportunity for growth. And again, you restore your faith in humanity because not many people are actually willing to step down and say, you know what, I was wrong. Or hey, yeah, maybe I got out of hand. Or hey, yeah, my data was wrong or I assumed too much. Um, it's not about being right. It's about finding wisdom and transferring wisdom amongst other people. So, and we all make mistakes. That's okay. Okay. If you have never made a mistake in your life, then you've i mean you've got a bigger problem than how big your pride is <laughs> and uh going down that path is won't be any easier being the most right in the room won't make it won't make your life any easier <laughs> your life will become more difficult more than likely because. Not many people can handle being around somebody who never likes to be wrong. <laughs> okay, final and fifth quote for today. If you do not wish to be prone to anger, do not feed the habit by Epictetus. This goes back to my quote, my, uh, my sorry, my previous podcasts, Creatures of Habit. In a way, anger is a habit. And the thing is, anger is a habit built on not um properly addressing your feelings because yes anger is a is a a feeling but it's also it's also a response to something maybe you feel like you're not being heard so you get angry you get outbursts you get passive aggressive because why because your feelings aren't being heard there's a root to it so and and the habit could be Either, one, you're not communicating effectively, your your emotions effectively, and so, which leads you to not be understood properly, which makes you feel angrier. You know? There are habits associated to why you would be prone to anger. Maybe you don't get enough sleep. Okay, so why are you staying up until 3 o'clock in the morning? Like, why? You're creating a habit that will make you prone to anger. Like, (laughs) don't feed those habits that cause certain things, you know? Um, You're always tired and you can't live without your coffee. I know this because I'm like that too. But (laughs) if you know that not having your coffee makes you prone to anger because I haven't had my morning coffee, I'm getting a headache or whatever, then maybe cut back on that habit. Maybe only have one shot instead of two shots. Maybe have one cup instead of four. <laughs> you know, don't don't feed the habit that makes you prone to anger. And this coast for everything else. Whatever you're prone to that you don't necessarily like, like feelings of sadness. Or um Yeah, like feelings of sadness or um what what do you call it? The self confidence. Negative self-talk be your own self-advocate, you know, but figure out the route to why you are feeding these habits. Remember an unexamined life is not worth living. You have to sit back with yourself and figure out what am I and why am I the way that I am, and then figure out, do I like it, what's the prompt associated to this or the trigger? What is my motivation associated to this and is the ability for me to do this very easy or very difficult which is why I keep doing it. You know, that's the formula to a behavior. Prompt, motivation, and ability. So we have to figure out what are the things that we are doing that make us prone to anger don't feed so we can avoid feeding continuously to feed the habit because again there is a habit associated to why you're being prone to anger get your eight hours work out spend some time alone with yourself especially if you're like me who needs an hour to myself to feel recharged <laughs> i like to be alone with my thoughts sometimes i'm sorry sweetheart i'm gonna need a moment You know, like, effectively communicate with people. So then you can also express any emotions that are necessary to express. Um, What a potential habit is, is, is your lack of proper communication. I mean, if you're feeling misunderstood and that's causing you to be angry because they're not understanding you, then maybe you should communicate better can't expect the world to understand you. That's not the way it works. So, sometimes even the habits that you have, I mean, that you think are good, like, Oh, but I do express myself. Okay, but are you expressing yourself effectively? (laughs) Because most of our problems can be resolved when it comes to communication, can be resolved with effective communication. How you speak is far more important than what you're saying. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> but I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I hope you all look at the quotes and really reflect on how they can be applied to today. And also modified. It's okay to modify some quotes. They don't need to be, at least for modern day, right? And um ethically, of course. Modify them ethically, <laughs> please. <laughs> But I hope you enjoy the quotes and reflect on them uh, to actually apply to your life and, and continuously think about them because they can um, help you in becoming a better person where the ancient Stoics struggled, right? I mean, read what they have to say so you can be triumph, triumphant in your everyday life. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.